bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212. Oh, let me move this. See, when you've been out so long, everything gets moved around in the studio. Everything gets jostled, and you have no idea what is where. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Talking text line uh, at three fifty seven. They said Benjamin, you back on the radio. So I don't know what that means. I guess that assumes that. Anyway, uh, where are we going? So I've been gone for so long. I've been off LinkedIn for so long that I almost like forgot. Like today, we had to go, and I looked down at the clock, and it was three fifty five. I'm like, I got here. At about five minutes to two, and where'd the time go? Well, I figured something out. It's DZ's fault. That's where the time went. He took it. He probably stole it, took it home, and ate it for Thanksgiving. Did you have a good Thanksgiving, by the way? I don't know what that means. Uh, I mean, did you eat yourself into a coma? I did. Have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you for asking, Dr. I did not eat myself into a coma. My wife did not make turkey. She made turkey thighs. Right? Baked in the oven. Phenomenal. I I suggest yeah. You know, somebody said on the on the uh on TV or YouTube or somewhere I was watching, turkey's not good. Like I don't understand why people cook turkeys other than they cook them out of I just don't know why. 
<laughs> I just don't. I'm just. You cut it open. There's nothing on the inside. You try to eat. You know, it's 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 a hollow. Yeah. You stuff it with. I guess that's why you got to stuff it with stuff because there's nothing in it. So, yeah, I'm not a turkey guy. I mean, I'm not a lot of things. I mean, I got to admit, I'm not a smoker or really I'm not a drinker either for that matter, right? Um, however, I do hang out at a local cigar bar. So I hang out at Metro Cigars in Germantown, right? And so why do I do that? Why, why do you think I would hang out? Okay, wait a minute. I'm getting distracted. I'm a cop. What's in the box? Hey, Supernova Coffee and Donuts. One, nah, that's okay. It's not chocolate cake. That's my favorite, chocolate cake donuts. Anyway, let's see, I just got sidetracked. That's what cops do. Oh, donuts. Oh. All I need is a cup of coffee and I'm good. Anyway, I digress. I, I mean, I do hang out at Metro Cigar. I go in every now and then. I'm not a regular. But I, I hang out because of, well, why? It's... It comes down to camaraderie. So I know that I'm a <clears throat> extroverted introvert. I like to be around people. I just don't talk to people that I don't know, right? But sometimes I get around people because it's like there's something about being, getting together with grown men and chopping it up and solve all the world's problems like done. We talk about I don't know if I should probably say this. Let me let me do this. Politics, religion, anything that's controversial, anything that's politically incorrect, that's what we talk about. And yes, I understand the dangers of secondhand smoke. I get it. My mother died from cancer, from smoking, breast cancer, colon cancer, all that. But I recently had a conversation with a, with a white male, close to my age, but male nonetheless, right? It's something about guys, and I'm not getting into the whole toxic masculinity thing because I, I reject that notion whatsoever. I, I just don't. We're, we're not talking about men who beat their wives and bully their wives and all that kind of stuff, so we're not. But I was talking to a white male. He was close to my age, but he was male. Right? Something about guys talking. By the way, as you may know from looking at me on the internet, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, I'm a black guy. I know it's a shocker looking at the photo. Yes, I kind of drip with sarcasm. I get it. Why am I saying all this? Well, it's, it's kind of simple. So I have never heard an argument at the cigar bar. I've heard loud voices, but they were always hollering about the game or laughing or arguing back and forth, but not in a mean way, right? It was full of testosterone. I mean, th think about this. A room full of mostly men. I think the time I was in there, there was one woman. The last time I was in there, there were none. Testosterone-laden, loud and proud men. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. After the conversation was over, I had a thought. I said, taking this into consideration, 
Sunday is the most segregated day of the week where people self-segregate by and large and go and attend religious services where everyone there is predominantly the same race. Think about that. Black people go to black churches, white people go to white churches, mosque, um, temple, right? Doesn't matter. It's predominantly you. The fact that it takes liquor and smoking for people to coexist, which, I mean, is not necessarily in line with many religious values, and I'll let you pick your faith tradition, but think about that. It takes liquor and smoking for a group of men who clearly are across the gambit from the most conservative men you could find to the most liberal men you can find all in one place, talking, having a good time, meeting new people. So on the drive home, I was, I was, I wondered why are the conversations there open and honest? Like why do, why, why do, do we, we talk about things and suggest things that, if we were talking in the general public, if I talked about those things right here on the radio, people would say that I was disrespectful, that it was scary. Uh, all these topics are taboo. Like, why at a, at a cigar bar do we share significantly different obtuse points of view and nobody is ostracized. Nobody is dismissed. I mean, we discuss gender, politics, religion. Nobody gets mad. Nobody walks away from the conversation. And nobody feels like they're not heard. But then it clicked. It's not how we leave the conversation that matters. It's how we came to the conversation that matters. And I think it's what we saw in others and what we reflected to other people. A clean slate. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Boy Wonder. And all the pretty chicks all wanna smile at me These rap cats, man, they all got this out for me And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me And when this beat drop, I know they gon' lean World debut, I know they gon' fiend Everything Mississippi to the Palm Springs Girls from Brunettes down to Blonde Queens These young boys don't know what a Don mean 
just a bad boy, gone clean. I'm the diamond chain choker, always remain sober. Don't drink liquor and all the game's over. Need a plane, I explain it to my broker. Three box in the hood, top down, and ain't over. You know there's more men where that come from. Me and Kuda love rolling back to back in one. See the names have all changed since I've been around. I'm so tired of that song. No. 833 833-212-1017 is the number. DZ's back. Causing trouble. Causing trouble. I tell you. 833-212-1017 is the number. Talking text line says. Sunday is the most segregated day of the week in Milwaukee. Unless, of course, you go to St. Francis of What's ACC? St. Francis of Assisi, which is evenly integrated, one-third black, one-third Latino, one-third white. I know he means white, but I'm just being. I love typos on your phone. I invite you to come to 4th and Brown. I'm not Catholic. Um, Grew up Catholic. I'm Pentecostal, so I have my own church to go to. I appreciate it. I'm not trying to be unsegregated. Like, I like hanging around black people. I'm comfortable hanging around white people, Hispanic, Asian. Like, I'm just, everybody has it. Everybody does it. Nobody wants to say it. There's nothing negative about being who you are. But thank you very much. Who was that? Mr. Matthews, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. By the way, we host one of the most exceptional gospel choirs in the city. I don't think so. I don't think so, player. But we do. Who? Hey. DZ, that's what we'll do. The truth will host. That way I can say it on the air. It's recorded. The truth will host a truth gospel choir competition. Bet. See, y'all think I'm kidding. 2023 going to be off the reservation. You thought I was going to say chain, didn't you? Can we call it the gospel go off? No. All right. We trying to say, you know. Religious here. Gospel go. <sighs> you, you know we only do that when it's a good idea and then you got to downplay it. You got to downplay it. That's dumb. <laughs> is that how we do people? That's dumb. But but that is a good idea. And and I have heard that about St. Saint, Saint Francis of Assisi. Um, <clears throat> I just happen to not be Catholic and I'm usually in church longer than an hour. So... I'm just saying. Yes, I'm teasing Catholics. I grew up Catholic. Okay. But um, yeah, that's that's a good gospel. Come on, man. See, you done, you done started something, Mr. Matthews. You done started something. 833-212-1017. And Mr. Madea, of course, says happy Monday. Like he does every day, harassing people. Dr. Ken, please tell me why you and Mel and Kyle are trying to convince white people that it is we blacks that should love these people even with all the things they've done to our people, we are always expected to forgive them. I ain't never said that. No, no. Let me rephrase that. I don't think I've ever said that, but I recognize. Um, oh, oh, okay. I got you, Derek. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. The only person that controls you is you. When you hate people, And you don't forgive people. You carry around grudges and meanness. 
that stresses you when the other person doesn't even know and doesn't even care. And I'm talking about the other person as in not white people. I'm talking about the other person as in anybody that you dislike and they don't know that you dislike them. They don't care. They're going on with their life. They're doing great things. They're loving their family and that's it. And whatever dirt they did to you, they don't care. It takes significant intentive, intentive, intentional action to not like somebody that doesn't know that you don't like them. Now, I'm, I'm not saying you got to love them, but then again, you can. You can love them and not like them. And that's perfectly okay. But at some point, is it worth the work? Is it worth the aggravation? Is it worth all the, the, the hand-wringing and the crying and the screaming and the being upset about somebody that doesn't care about you? At some point, we have to come to the realization that people are people. And the world would be a better place without people. <laughs> 833-212-1017 is the number. The new 1017, the truth, is the home of Milwaukee Panthers basketball. Don't miss any of the hoop action by listening to Panthers basketball on 1017, the truth, the truth app, and all your favorite streaming platforms. The Milwaukee Panthers look forward to their win streak to three as they close out the Cream City Classic tonight against the Southeastern Missouri State Redhawks. Coverage starts at 6.30 p.m. tonight. Tip-off at 7, right here on the new 1017, The Truth. So, I got a couple things I got to cover because I thought I was going to be on Wednesday, and then we ended up having a 1 o'clock basketball game. And then I got bounced, and then I was acting as if I was going to be here, and I wasn't. And so I had a topic that was bothering me, and I, and I wanted to talk about it. But before I could get to it, um. You know, it was it was fairly old, fairly old topic. But I, I wanted to talk about it because it affects the black community in, in terms of diversifying talent pools. And I don't I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know how you the man. Thank you. I don't I don't know how I feel about this because it plays into the negative stereotype about black people. And I think it'll give fuel to many of the arguments in the white community about whether or not black people are qualified to do anything. So even though it's from May 5th of 2021, it was in the Wall Street Journal, and the article disturbs me because what it does is it, it it's... It's something that I don't like. Having conversations with people, right? Just be straightforward. Hey, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm not here. This is what I'm doing, right? 
The article says millions of jobs requiring a four-year college degree can be done without that level of education, some corporate leaders say. This is an article written by Chip Cutter from the May 5th, 2021 um, WSJ Online. I'm sorry, WSJ.com, which is online. To address inequalities in business and society, some executives suggest that companies shake up their approach to hiring and consider unconventional candidates. Then they go right into this. Black Americans in particular are often left unprepared by the U.S. education system and companies can help by hiring workers without a degree and giving them training. Kenneth Fraser, CEO of Maersk and company, said at the Wall Street Journal CEO Council Summit. It's really important for us to recognize because people haven't had an opportunity early in their lives. It doesn't mean that they can't make a real contribution to your company, Mr. Fraser said. We want to just recognize that in some ways. This is a harder population, but at the same time, we're committed to being the kind of country that we want to be. Then this is something that business has to be willing to do. Mr. Fraser was in a coalition of other business leaders, former um, IBM Corporation Chief Executive uh, Virginia Rometty uh, launched a startup last year called 110, aimed at creating 1 million jobs for black Americans over the next 10 years. Here's my question. Are we dumbing down education to say we're hiring black people who will never then become supervisors, managers, directors, VPs, and presidents because they don't have a degree, but that's what you talk them into doing, working for your company. Are you making sure black people come into your company, but then don't have the required education, the required experience, the required skills and techniques in order to do the job? Because that's what it sounds like to me. 833-212-1017 is the number. Are we giving, are we dumbing down education now so that black people can get the same jobs they were going to get anyway? Is this, or, or is this any different than me getting tuition reimbursement from a company to go to school, to get a degree, to get promoted? It broke something again, right? Chris always breaking stuff. Chris always breaking stuff. So I'm telling you. What's up, Chris? You, you need to take off that Brewer shirt. It's too old, dude. Like, were, were you even born in 1970? Were you even born? <laughs> I got to get you trouble. But, I mean, think about that. Should we be dropping degree requirements and then saying it? we're doing it to give black people a job when the same black people you're not going to promote because they don't have the degree? So you're creating an underclass of people who can't get promoted, which defeats the whole purpose of you hiring them in the first place. We need to start looking at hiring people. We need to start looking at bringing people, don't get me started, into organizations where if you can't do the job, why exactly are you here? If you can't become CEO eventually, why are you here? If CEO has become a good old boys network and a good old girls network, but the network don't look nothing like me, 
that defeats the purpose. 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm, I'm torn because if you're going to use it and if you're going to give them training that's equivalent to a degree or send them to school and pay for it and have the schooling on site, I could work with that. I could definitely work with that. Both executives said they supported traditional college education for some, but many entry-level jobs don't need it. Jobs for cloud programmers, cybersecurity analysts, financial operations, and other healthcare jobs can all begin without a four-year degree, and many applicants may choose to get more education later on. But if you're not going to help them get the education later on, why am I bothering? For me, that defeats the purpose. Now you're just getting cheap people who don't have a degree so you can pay them less so that they can then work for you. Dr. Ken, I got a question. Now, though that seems nice, and I actually see, see both here, doesn't it then somehow in turn make you, quote unquote, indebted to that company? So say they do take a chance, they lower the degree requirements, and they're like, all right, but bet now... You're going to work for us. We want you to do this position. We're going to send you to go get that education. Right. You return. Right. All of a sudden, you basically locked into, what, the next 10 years there because they helped you get that education to get to that point. You're not going to sit there, use them to get that education, and then six months later go, all right, I'm going to take a job somewhere else now. Well, that's the cost of doing business. So if people leave, they leave. I mean, that's the chance you take. You would hope that the the skill that you give them enables them to be able to feel ob- not obligated to feel loyal to the company. And if there's loyalty, it takes trust. And many times people just don't have trust. Talking text line, Derek said, look at the people that have an education and now our supervisors helping us. Dr. Ken, how are you helping us get jobs? Are you asking me how I'm helping you get jobs? I'm waiting on them to reply. Are you asking me personally how I've helped people get jobs? Because you, because many people seem to think that I just rolled up and got a radio show two years ago and that I didn't do anything else in the community or didn't do any work with any organizations or don't do anything now. Because you've tagged me as a talk show host. But that's far from the truth. I've gotten a number of people some decent jobs, if not well-paying jobs. And I actually own, I've owned, I own and owned several companies that have hired people. So I'm, I'm not really understanding exactly what, what people are saying. Don't make the assumption that because this is all you see, this is all there is. I sit on boards where I constantly scream and holler, you know, in a respectful way, about who's being hired qualified good people making sure they're hired and that doesn't make other people happy right other people are like black people right they like to be around people that look like them they like to talk to people talk the way they want to talk do what they want to do i'm perfectly fine with that but at some point you know i do what i do 833-212-1017 is the number when we come back Teresa's holding on, and I'm going to get into more of what Derek is talking about 
Um, and then maybe we can make some sense of all this. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Derek responded by saying, people with the education, have you all come back to the community or just talk and tell us what we should be doing? How are you helping us other than talking and finding what I'm doing wrong? I don't see educated people starting out one company to help us. First of all, and 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 I had to reply to him. I said, I had to reply to him. I said, then you must not be looking. What do they have to do in order to be considered to have helped the community? Like, like you do you dictate what people are doing and, and give them the, the, the black check mark as to whether or not they're giving back to the community or not. Like, do you get to set that? Who, who sets that? Who tells me what I'm doing is insufficient as black man in helping my community? That's, that's what I want to know. Because I take offense to that in quotes, because I've done significant work and been in significant places and served a significant number of meals and been on many a walk and given much money to help the community. So when you say that or when you generalize and say you don't see people coming back, people can help in different ways. They don't have to just give you something for free and then say they're helping. They don't have to roll out the red carpet and have you not have to pay for anything. So you feel like you got something for free. I want to build a community that become that becomes self-sufficient. I want to become, I want to be, I want to become self-sufficient and I want a community that becomes self-sufficient individually and as a group. But for somebody to say, do I come back and help the community? I'm, I'm sure you don't look at sitting on a board as helping somebody. But I do it with the Boy Scouts. I do it with the Red Cross. I do. I, that's all I'm saying. Educated white people are helping their people. How? How are they doing it? What are educated black people doing for theirs? Show me what educated white people are helping the, 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 their, their community, helping their people. Give me examples. 833-212-1017. Teresa, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Dr. Ken. And uh, don't be offended about uh, what you know that you do. Well, I, I, know, I put it in like, quotes. Um, I, I put it in quotes. Yeah. So. And each person, like Michael Jackson said, you know, it starts with the man in the mirror, you know, so I like to know what he's doing, you know. But besides that, I was calling to say, like, when uh, different jobs give money for your education for you to return back to school, Back in the 80s, I did that with a place called Covenant. Then it changed to Wheaton Franciscan. Now it's a census. But uh, they paid for different ones to go back to school. But we had to sign an agreement that we would stay there Correct. a amount of time. Correct. Otherwise, pay the money back. Correct. <laughs> so uh, it was very helpful because then I was able to become a uh, 
uh, assistant, the physical therapist assistant. And then I later went to Mount Mary and got my uh, degree and came back into the community, which I'm doing now uh, with reentry, you know, for um, males and females. So let me ask you a question. uh, That's What's that? Does that mean that when we come back to the community, we should work for free or work in a lower paying job so we can feel good about ourselves? Or or is it okay for me to come into the community with a director or vice president job and and help facilitate funding and money and things of that nature? It's definitely okay because before Biden gave uh, money you know, well, brought off the school loans. We had we had to pay money back. You know, even though they paid for my first tier of going back to school, right. I still had debt that I accumulated. So I needed to have a job that would help me sustain myself and pay. You know, my money back. So that's, that's true. Quite okay. All right. Well, thank so, you much. Yeah, I appreciate. You're it. welcome. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye. 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 Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. I, I think, and I don't know if Derek is black or white, and I don't I don't even know if it matters. Um, educated white people are helping their people. How? Give give me an example of how educated white people. What are black people doing for theirs? What are educated black people doing for theirs? Okay. <clears throat> if anybody want to help me out, eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. I, I almost went there and somebody hit my trigger. And when you trigger me, it's not going to be nice. So I think I'm going to let somebody else talk. Dr. Ken, I got another question. Oh, my gosh. Nah, they're good questions. It's never good questions. You're right. <laughs> now, with the understanding and with what Derek is saying, I, I kind of see where he's coming from. Because what it feels like it ends up being is you get help. Right. From those around you right. that have seen success. Right. We're at a disproportionately disadvantageous number uh-huh. as to who's been successful and who can give back to help. And it also feels like when somebody of color is successful, it's like this anxiety grows within that you were the only one. You got to be the token. Well, we've made it out. I mean, you all got to make it out for yourself. And we stop helping one another after we've made it because then, well, all of a sudden you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And that's not the case. You get people of other races and ethnicities that help each other tenfold, twentyfold, thirtyfold. And we're sitting here as soon as we get a glimpse of success. It's like, well, you got to do it like I did. How? Well, that's true. And that's false. There's not a significant number of people. See, first of all, I think we have to change the way we look at ourselves. So we have to look at the data that talks about us and be real about it. We got to look at who gives it to us, who shares it, how they collect it, all that. PewResearch.org says the share of adults who are in the middle class varies modestly across racial and ethnic groups. Now, I don't care about white people. Don't care. Because I'm not talking about white people. I'm not saying I don't care about white people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying. um, Forty seven percent above black and Asian adults. Are in the middle class. I think that's considerable. So 
upper class. Black upper class or black elite represents less than 1% of the total black population, as it is with most white people. So that means the percentage of working class people is about 62.3%, depending on how you define working class. So it's, it's kind of proportionate. Whites are 62.8% of them and blacks are 62.3% that are, that are working class. Not the actual numbers because there's more white people than there are black people. Right now, there are more minority people than there are white people. So that means that in the end, upper middle class, what would you consider the black bourgeoisie? Like what would you consider black people as being or having been or having made it? Because... Many times, successful people do the work, get the work, try to help, and get hammered because they're looked upon as they're supposed to give you what they worked for, struggled for, fought for, and got. So instead of showing you how to get around all the bumps and the bruises and still get it, but just not have as hard a time as me, people don't want to listen. Because they've already put you in a place and assumed things about you that's just not true. So you can say, thank you, DZ, love you if you want. But in the end, it comes down to, are you willing to put in the work to get it done? And you do what you do. Stop worrying about what I do. Stop charging up everybody else. What are you doing? There's only one person you're responsible for. That's you. What are you doing? I think it unfortunately lies in the education, because as you said, what do you define as a bourgeoisie black, if you will? To me, that's anybody that's a millionaire, not a million dollars too many, like multimillionaire mm-hmm. that has made it. Okay. Not in athletics and not in entertainment. But is that the only thing that says you've made it? Being middle class doesn't mean you made it. Being able to take care of your family have a comfortable life means you haven't made it. It just feels like in this instance, making it is like a financial made it. And million millions is what financially made it to me. Really? Because I know a lot of people that make fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year and living just fine and having a great time and are not stressed about what they don't have and looking at and comparing themselves to other people. Bet you they have more fun as a millionaire though. Not true. New levels, new devils. But we come back, talking text line, 833-212-1017. At some point, I'm putting it in quotes, how dare you question someone else's blackness or whether or not they're giving back without questioning yourself? This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 7 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Derek went on to add, we all know we need training schools for our young people. I don't know what that means, training schools. Are you talking? I, I, I don't know. So give me some detail. You keep speaking in generalities, and I can't work with generalities. What educated blacks are helping in this area? You're, you're actually kidding, right? The fact that every black teacher that's there that has a degree, like literally all of them, every black assistant principal, every principal, every superintendent that's black, every black person on the school board is literally helping. Every black person that runs a nonprofit school, every black person that runs a choice school is literally helping train Black kids. So when you say training schools, what exactly do you mean by that? Different kids need different things, and that is the type of system we need, something that's flexible enough to help everybody, where they need help, not what we think they need. That's been part of the problem with education for too long, people telling you what you need so that it fits their understanding. I have a significant number of people and a significant number of organizations that help black people in the community all over the city. And so I think what will happen, and I guess we'll have to do it for Black History Month, is we'll bring in all of those organizations and we'll start setting it up now and have a different organization in to talk about these are the things that we do in the black community so that there can be no if, ands, or buts. Mentor Milwaukee, Brother Linnell Ramey, helps facilitate mentoring for kids all over the county, all over, quietly working. People with masters and PhDs and bachelor's degrees, no degrees in the community, helping and working every day. I just connected some people from one of the Prince Hall lodges to connect them with Children's Hospital so they could give away children's toys for Christmas. For kids that don't have it. For kids that look like us. Turkey giveaways for Chris for uh, Thanksgiving. Gift giveaways for Christmas. It's not about. He said, Dr. Ken, I don't have any money and never had any because the system made sure of this. How did the system make sure that you didn't have any money? They need training and that will help them raise a family and pay bills. They need education. If you graduate from high school. You could get a job that will eventually pay you a wage. You have to learn your job first, start at entry level and work your way up. I did it. Everybody I know did it. 
Everybody that started in radio, when the truth started, they hired people who just got out of college and they're working their way up. They had to start. All of them complain the same way we all complain. We ain't got enough money, right? Everybody does that everywhere. No matter where you work, even if they pay you enough money, you're complaining we ain't got enough money, right? Until you work up and you get the experience and you get promoted and you move forward and you do those things. Because that's how life is. Now, if you want to create something new, that's fine. I'm interested in learning how the system made sure you didn't have any money. Because the system I lived under that was welfare, I got out from under it because I decided to get out from under it. I got out from under it and made sure that I never got back in the system again. And if I did and I got to work 16-hour days, 20-hour days, then that's just what I have to do. And I've done it. I think my only thing is if I can do it, I have the unwavering yet false belief that everybody else can. And that's just not true. We're all not equipped to do the same thing, but we're all equipped to do what we do. And you can do it. But it only comes down to really one thing in life. Until you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you are never going to change your lot in life. Until you get tired and you want to fight and you got to ask for help. And when you don't get it, keep moving. It's tough. It's hard. Nothing's easy. But I think it can be done. 833-212-1017 is the number you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon.